Let's talk pit prospects and their draft stocks here today on this episode of Locked On Pit, including Kalaja Kansi, Izzy Abanikanda, Brandon Hill, and a few others. It's all coming today on this episode of Locked On Pit. You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, everybody. As always, I am your host, Nick Fairball, here on the Locked On Pit Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to start today. All right, everyone. Let's talk about draft stock. I talked pro day and all that and just some numbers, but I want to talk about Kalaja Kansi first. This is a guy that has seemingly shot up boards. He's a guy that has plenty of clout there to get significant draft stock. And he's going to go top, top 40 at the very least. I think he'll go in the first round though. Uh, I do believe that, but I hear a lot of different things. Um, for example, I hear him being compared to Aaron Donald. That's a very lofty comp. And it, it's always rooted in the fact that Pitt, D. Lyman have that undersized trait to them. And it's about the undersized nature of Cansey and, and, and Donald and the fact that they work closely together at Pitt and all of that stuff. That's all why that comparison happens. And they're both athletic freaks. And it started right at the combine when he broke Aaron Donald's record. That's when it started. Well, I want you guys to hear from Kalaja first. Donnie Blackwell did a few great sets of interviews. I'm going to play those for you guys throughout this show. And then we're going to talk about kind of where their draft stock is. Because I think Kalaja really sets kind of a lot of scenes here, including about Aaron Donald. Okay, I am here with Kalaja Kansi, ACC Defensive Player of the Year, and he is finishing up his NFL Pro Day. Um, with clocking the fastest time for defensive tackles at the Combine and running the fastest time since a de- since 2006, how did that feel? I want to say that that felt great. I didn't know I did it until <laughs> I, I got to my phone after my second run, and I'm honored. Uh, I'm blessed, and I want I want to thank God. Without him, I, I wouldn't be here. How do you think that silenced the critics about your size? Um, I think they 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 kind of had a, a problem with my size. I came in extra extra inch taller, and I ran the fastest forty. So that's kind of my game. I'm a uh, fast defensive tackle. I play with a lot of twitch, and mm-hmm. that's something that they see in me. Okay, so how do you think being a defensive leader here at Pitt will translate to any NFL team? I think it'll translate to any NFL team, like easiest uh i think pitt do a great job preparing us for the next level here so i know when i walk into those doors of a new team whoever come and get me it'll be it'll be the same thing okay and you had an interview on good morning football and you received a special message from someone (laughs) they always compare you to so how did that feel knowing that you know aaron donald is in your corner and that you have someone you know supporting you from pitt um i think that's that's great Uh, a lot of guys uh don't have that I think that's the privilege I have here from coming to Pitt, playing as the same type of player as Aaron Donald. And I think that's 
that's great for him to be vouching for me and pulling for his pit brother. Okay, do you think that made you guys' relationship closer? Yeah, 100%. Okay, and lastly, how does it feel to know that you are now a part of Pitt's history for defensive line players? Um, I think I, I feel great. Um, that's that's something that Coach Charlie Parker, he take pride in. Okay. And he want to he wanna develop us to be good football players and also great people. And he did a great job with us. Okay, thank you so much, and I wish you the best. Thank you. Yeah, Kalaja, great interview. Uh, very, very informative. I think his the whole Aaron Donald comp stuff is kind of useless in a lot of ways. Here's here's where Kalaja's issue is going to be. Uh, we know he's a, a freak, agility wise, explosiveness wise, and speed wise. There's no doubt about that. He's also very strong. He didn't bench, but he is really strong, and you have that on tape. But his arms are very short, thirty and five eighths inch arms. I mean, that is historically a killer for interior D-line prospects. But none of those prospects have had his athleticism. Could he be kind of that outlier? So there's some guys. Aaron Donald's one of them that you can compare him to. Now, I don't think that because Aaron Donald has two full inches on him lengthwise. Sheldon Rankins is another guy. Three whole inches. Geno Atkins even has an inch and a half because he's 32. So it's tough. The sub-third 31-inch arms are a massive issue and it's why he's not going to be a fit for everyone you know he says he thinks he can translate i think from an athletic standpoint he could play wherever he wanted um but the biggest issue with kalaja is going to be that length it's going to be how do you overcome it and he overcomes it through his athleticism and pad level that's where he's going to have to overcome it. he's just going to have to be that much better technically than everybody else because he has the special athletic traits that can give him an opportunity to overcome it. When you look at outliers historically throughout NFL history, uh, it really when you look at specifically where they kind of flash up at, um, it's almost always, almost always elite athletes. That's kind of where this whole thing often starts. Um, and so, you know, we, we there have not been many guys that have arms as short as Kalaja Kansi. You look at just true defensive tackles. Uh, if you just look at true interior D linemen, there are very few guys that fit into that mold. Um, we're talking the fifth smallest length measurement. Um, and, and so here's the list of guys. Carlo Kemp, Colby Whitlock, Teddy Palapoy. Elijah Qualls, Jovan Swan. And even if you go to 30, David Perry, Antoine Woods, O'Brien Goodson, Jared, Gerard Hewitt, Carice Tonga, uh, Anthony Zettel, Will Sutton, Jordan Scott, Drake Nevis, Xavier Cooper, Khalil McKenzie, Milton Williams, um, Josiah Bronson, Keandre Coburn. Um, so you don't remember, you don't, you don't know most of those names, I bet, as NFL success stories. There are a few of them in there. Um, Xavier Cooper has had a few nice years. Um, and, and so, Milt Williams is also a, a guy that's pretty solid, but he's 31 and a half. He's a full inch bigger than Kalaja Kansi's. So, Kansi has special arm length in terms of it's on the outlier side. And so, you got to worry about it. But he is a guy that his athleticism – his football IQ, his appetite for the game, and his production and film speak for itself. And so he's going to be a guy that no matter what happens, no matter what happens, he is going to be drafted early because he has 
unique traits that guys at that spot just aren't going to have. He's got the best pure traits of anyone at the defensive tackle position. He's 6'1", 283 with elite athleticism. I mean, that's that's the name of the game. When you are looking for three techs that would, can go after the passer and get pass rush chops, that's what the NFL is all about right now. Kalaja Kansi, I don't know how high he's going to go. You know, is a team like the Eagles going to feel like taking him at 10? It's possible. Could he go a little later, maybe, you know, 28-ish to the Bengals? Also possible. And then, obviously, I, I know some people are, are thinking, well, what about 17? What about the Steelers? Uh, if you're a Steelers fan, if you're an Eagles fan, I think you got to think about that. Uh, I know the two most common fan bases I find, at least in the pit fan base, are Eagles and Steelers. Um, if you're an Eagles fan, boom. That's, that's I think, real possible. Steelers, I think less so. I don't think he perfectly kind of fits what they do. Um, I think, you know, when they ask him to two-gap, I think he's a little bit less uh, sturdy in the run game because of his length, and I think it's going to be a little bit of trouble. But I think he's going to be a really, really good player still, and sometimes he's going to get a really good player. I think he'll end up in the top 40-ish, as I said earlier. Well, I want to talk about Israel abandoning camp. Let's talk about what he did for his stock. But first, folks, I want to let you know, about FanDuel because, folks, FanDuel has it all. Tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. This is a $1,000 back up in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net in Houston. It's all on that. That's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So folks, don't miss your shot and no sweat first bet of up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, everybody. Let's talk Izzy because... You want to talk about freaks? He's he's A1. He's the A1 of freaks. We talked about his numbers. So what about Izzy makes him unique and where he where's he gonna fit in? First of all, this is a classic 49ers Dolphins type pick. Kyle Shanahan should be salivating right now looking at Israel Abanikan. You know, you look at guys like Jeff Wilson Jr. and and Raheem Mostert and, and all these guys, you know, now Christian McCaffrey is joining that pack, of course, that fit into what Kyle Shanahan does in that scheme. This dude is it. I mean, he's every bit of it. The long speed, the explosiveness on a one-cut basis. Uh, Izzy Abanikanda is like the souped-up version of a Kyle Shanahan running back, and that's what you want him to be. Uh, he's going to be a guy that goes in the third round at the latest, I think. He think he's going day two. You know, I thought he might have a chance to slip into day three before this, but not anymore. I think Izzy showcased everything that made him great. Uh, I just, I just think you know people overlooked the native tape that he put out. I mean, it was special stuff that was out there. And so I look at him and say, yeah, like, give me Izzy. Uh, whether he goes, I saw the Bengals potentially being interested in him, the Cardinals, the Rams. Like, there are so many teams in that wide zone mold that makes so much sense. The Browns, like, he's got so many options, I feel like, to land wherever he could potentially go. 
Uh, he just feels like a guy that is very diverse in the team options he has because he is such an explosive athlete with one-cut ability and that long speed. So he has all of that. He's a special athlete, and so you're not going to find guys like that, not even in this class. It's a decent running back class, but Izzy is a sleeper and a guy that is going to be, I think, really productive early on, and he's going to prove a lot of people wrong if they draft him late. But here's Izzy talking with Donnie. Here's his interview with her. I'm here right now with running back Israel Vanikanda, and he just finished his NFL Pro Day. You broke Tony Dorsett's record with the most rushing yards in a single game. You had a total of 320 yards, and you rushed for one touchdown for 80 yards. Can you take us back through that moment? It was a wonderful moment, you know, after the third touchdown. I was kind of tired, you know, for my teammates. They, they kind of motivated me, just saying, you know, keep going. You got a regular break. So, you know, after that, it just like, and we was like going back and forth with Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. So, I was like, if I break this record, you know, I got to win. Like, it won't feel the same if you don't win. I just kept trying to score and score to get the most out of it, you know, and I'm breaking a, a huge record, so I was really, like, blessed for that. Okay, so do you think you breaking that record was a turning point for you in your collegiate career? Like, was that breaking that record, like, a solid decision that you were going to declare for this year's draft? Uh, yeah, that and uh, just a lot of people in my area, you know, family <laughs> telling me, you know, like, yeah, I think it's about that time, you know, family wanting to leave the hood and all that, so, you know. It's about that time to make some money for my family, so I just started real hard on it, prayed on it. I was like, yeah, it's about that time. Okay, and being that you didn't run the 40-yard dash at the combine for unknown reasons, um, how do you feel about your 40 today? Oh, yeah, I feel like I was rolling. Yeah. Like I did what I had to do, you know, made, made some money for sure. Okay, and lastly, how do you see yourself growing as a player under any NFL head coach? Just me being the man who I am, you know, same, same little boys. Brooklyn, New York, working hard, work at, work at the, and, you know, just learning under the coaches and continue getting better as a man on and off the field. Okay, thank you so much, Izzy. It was nice talking to you, and I All wish so. you the best. I appreciate that. Yeah, and, and listen, man, Izzy, good player, has that build. Uh, he just he, he bulked up and still tested like a freak. Day two talent right there. That's a day two running back that is going to play really well at the NFL level. And people might be surprised by it, and they're going to be like, oh, wait a second. And then they are going to realize it was all there on the tape. I never understood why Izzy did not have more hype just right out of the gate, man. He had it all right away uh, to me. This was a guy that just had it all. He should have had the hype from the very beginning, period. And that's one thing I will continue to say about Izzy Abanikanda. All right, let's talk about Brandon Hill. I think he, this is interesting. Brandon Hill is a guy that, to me, brings out a lot of good things uh, in his tape. A playmaker, a guy that is really athletic. Again, that's commonality with pit guys, seemingly. Um, is They're very athletic, and, and Brandon Hill is that. You look at Brandon Hill's game, right, and he is a true dynamite player. And what I mean by that is he'll give you a, an ingestion of energy. Uh, he's a physical player, and he'll set that tone, too, um, by playing strong safety. You know, he's got excellent range. He's He's got good ball skills. He's got football IQ, and he's a really good run defender that can come down and bang down low. Uh, he'll come at you and just take you on. He has no fear on the football field. I love football players that play with no fear. 
that is something I am always going to be a guy that really likes. I, I like that. Um, now, he doesn't have a ton of consistency. Sometimes he can get caught looking in the backfield a little bit. Um, but he is a guy that has to really emphasize the technical parts, just emphasize the simple things. Um, and, and so I look at it and say, all right, he has all of that instincts, the athleticism, the physicality to be a potential guy that can be a playmaker and starter in this league. You know, I think he's going to be a fourth, fifth rounder that outplays his, his draft position. You know, a lot of these pit DBs just play, outplay the draft position because they, they do prepare them well for the NFL, man. Uh, they, they put them in, in zero coverage and, and kind of let them fend for themselves. Uh, it, it's really, really crazy uh, to see what you can do um, when when you just put them in a position where you're like, well, I, I guess I guess we're gonna just let you let you go by yourself, and then they go to the NFL, and it's much easier because they're going to have help defenders. Uh, so it's much easier, and it's much easier adjustment for him. So Brandon Hill, to me, is is kind of the prime example of a guy that has that athletic traits that can really step up and play better. He'll be a good special teamer regardless. He has that tempo, that temperament. Like, if you're looking to me at a guy, you know, if, if you're looking to me at a guy that you would say, oh, who's going to stay with us? Who could the Steelers draft out of the pit guys? I think Brandon Hill's a really interesting option. I think he's a guy, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Regardless, Donnie's here with Brandon. We'll talk to him now. You ready? Oh, okay. Hi, I'm here today with safety Brandon Hill. Um, how would you rate your performance today? I remember performance about nine out of ten. Probably the ball I could have could have held on to up there in the ball position drills, but I feel like it was a good day. Um, okay. Stuck to my training, just stuck to what I knew, so I'm pleased. So, how do you feel like compared to your pro day um, against like your NFL combine? Mm -hmm. You feel a difference? Uh, I do feel a difference because there's some drills that I didn't do at the combine, and some okay. that I did here. So, everything that I didn't do at the combine, I did here. So, I'm glad I been able to get the numbers out and just show my athleticism. Okay. So you and your teammate, Elijah Cansey, actually clocked the fastest times at the Combine in your groups. How did you feel knowing that you and your teammate did that, and how do you think that represented this program? Uh, I felt great. Uh, like you said, me and Elijah had the fastest times at our position groups, and it just shows that it has some dogs, it has some athletes, mm -hmm. it has some guys that's willing to take the extra step. And so a lot of, a lot of schools should be aware of it going on to, like, um, further in our season, further in our career. So I can also thank Pitt for blessing me with opportunity and also blessing me and Kalaji for the chance to showcase our talent. Okay. And over your time playing here and at the Combine in a media um, conference, you mentioned your partner in crime, MJ Devonshire. How do you think that relationship between you two helped you become a better player? Uh, it helped a lot because obviously he came from Kentucky, so he was kind of new to that uh, little 2019 class squad. Mm -hmm. So just being with him because we actually played on both sides of the same side of the field on defense. So just having that connection, having that just awareness that he got my back out there and I got his. So just growing close with him on and off the field has been a blessing to play with him. And he's the next DB coming out of Pittsburgh for sure. Okay. And lastly, do you have any last words for your former teammates that you'll be leaving behind? Uh, just keep going. Um, you got to know the standard. You know how things are supposed to be done. So just keep your foot on these boys' neck and just keep going. H2P, you head up there. Okay, thank you so thank much. You. It was good talking to you. I wish you the best of luck. I likewise. Thanks. Appreciate it. And so Brandon Hill, man, really fun football player to me that has a lot of upside. 
telling you, a lot of upside for Brandon Hill. Now as for other guys, Carter Warren didn't play a lot this year, but he's got the length and the pedigree. He'll be drafted. Fourth, fifth round. Expect him to hear his name called. He's going to be a better tackle than you think. Hababalnado, again, injured, didn't have a great year, but had good testing. I think he's a guy that lands somewhere on day three. I think Desmond Alexander has an opportunity to sneak in there. I still think the sleeper of the class is Marcus Mon. I just think his tape is rock solid. Um, I, I really do. Jared Wayne, I think that's an interesting discussion to have. I thought he tested really well. As, and I think he's just such a smooth player. Um, I, I think you look at him as, as a highly productive wide out in the system that they played this year. Uh, his yak ability has really improved. He's a guy that can play slot or outside. Uh, he's a really modern type player. He could be a guy that really shows out and improves as well. But that's some draft stuff. We'll cut closer to the NFL draft too about these guys, but that's some preliminary stuff here for all of these guys. All right, everybody, as always, thank you for listening to the Locked On Pit Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Fairbone. As we end it here, as always, hey, 